You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Good morning, Tucson. Good morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 Voice, local news and talk. If you miss anything, kvoi.com. If you want to find out about Chris and also um, you want to um, find out the best restaurants in Tucson, according to my own personal snobbery, go to decimonehq.com. We do have a um, live remote coming up on the 4th of it's a Tuesday, Giving Arizona Gives Day, and it's going to be at Gap Ministries over by Prince and I-10, and it's going to be an amazing breakfast by Chef John and the crew, and then at the same time, you get to watch. You get to, you get to hang out with Wakeys and other folks from Gap Ministries, learn more, eat amazingly, and uh, it's a buffet, various stations. Very, very, very fun time. So go to wakeup.gapmin.com to get your tickets. Wakeup.gapmin. $20. Umpire John, what a crab. Applejack kids, more like the ump- apple dumpling gang. Wow. Well, all of a sudden, we're Don Knotts and Tim Conway. <laughs> Can I, be, can I be Tim Conway, please? Well, he's a little extra grumpy. He's had 150 <laughs> inches of snow right. drop I on mean, his no. head. So let's, uh, let's cut him some slack. He's out of his Pappy Van Winkle, probably. And I, would said, I would have said <laughs> Captain Crunch, but that just shreds your mouth, you know, and it's pure sugar. With so. all that snow, Umpire John might be getting the the, uh, the Kachina <laughs> still going. That's right. Up there. Inaugural run of... Uh, Barney, Barney, I have the correct holiday. The Hamatashin uh, cookies are named after Haman, the villain un- in the story of Esther. So I remember last year, uh, Mona Gibson brought us some killer Hamatashin, and I think the I, I think you could get. I have gotten them at uh, Mona's on Broadway. I believe I can get a Hamatashin at Mona's. Mona's, right? The one on Broadway, the, the, whatever the bakery is, not Mona's. Nadine's. Nadine's, sorry, is that Nadine's. The one? Yeah, yeah, sorry. So Mona's the one on su- Sunrise. Uh, yes, correct. All right. Yes, sir. So anyway, you, Nadine's. You I've, are correct, sir. I've gotten Hamatashin at Nadine's before. So good, good stuff. Um, so Matt had, a cu- Matt had a couple of good questions here. We like questions. Um, We're doing, uh, we had a discussion in the first hour. You can give us a call about things that in Tucson that have been overpromised and underperforming. So, you know, press conferences, and then it either doesn't happen or doesn't happen as well. Uh, Joey Rodolfo, uh, American Airlines Direct Line, Streetcar, Arizona Bowls, a push, we think. Worldview, Formula One Racing, Pima County Sports and Tourism Authority, Imagine Greater Tucson. Remember the oh, we also had an Arizona regional. We had a Tucson regional town hall, right? We had that. Oh, of course, Sun Corridor sucks. I'll tell you one. And I then, know it's a broken record. And then Lori and Noah both say Rio Nuevo. Sure. Okay. In the end, sure. If you look at the total, what? Well, yeah, because to- Kathleen Birch of the Star, who reviews such things and is probably a local expert on entertainment centers, said the spectrum. Is Tucson's entertainment center <laughs> a private, like not downtown? Right? It's true. Right? Rapidly become Tucson's entertainment center. And now we got the mosaic. Then we got the mosaic guys right. going to do another one 
Again, well, we, private investment. We can't get anyone to go downtown. No car, no $300 million tax scrape. 46,000 jobs created. So I've got one for you. You're going to say, right. Matt, you're a broken record, but Grand Canyon University, because the mayor of Tucson... That was, was never promised. Well, she wrote a she wrote a guest opinion, what a great thing it would be, what a great All asset right. they are to the community, and then reversed herself mere days later. Well, again, we know that Uncle Danny kicked her in the butt and said, do you know I'm working this deal? Again, go to Mari Herreras, New York, uh, New, uh, Tucson Weekly did a story called Questionable Hires, talking about how Dan Ekstrom was being paid by Pima Community College to lobby Pima, uh, the Pima County Board of Supervisors to put a Pima College nursing school, either pay for it or bond for it. And if you build a, if you let GCU build, and none of these got built in the end, right? That's the worst part, right? So if 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 the powers that be didn't want GCU to do a nursing school, even though I, was, I don't know if you guys noticed the last few years, we probably could have some more nurses, right? Because it would screw up the Pima Community College deal. We didn't even get the Pima Community College deal done. But read Questionable Hires by Mari Herreras on, go to uh, the Tucson Weekly site. Because it's got it all. Who's connected to who? We Joe and I actually did a one of our most famous exchanges called "Who's on First? Just like Bud and Lou um, on 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 where all this goes. So we got that going. Caller Al, yes, said the Broadway corridor because is in terms of over because it was supposed to be this great yep. mecca, right? And there hasn't been a lot of movement on it. I'm going to put it on the list. Right, because all of these buildings were supposed to be redeveloped, and it was supposed to be this bustling uh, sunshine uh, mile. And uh, now we just have cars getting shot and running into buildings. Noah uh, talks about Rio Nuevo regularly under-delivers. Tortoise Arena. <laughs> I forgot about the Tortoise Arena. <laughs> the museum on the bridge. Don't forget that. Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. Right. With the museum on it that turns oh. into a bridge. Art installments on Scott Street, right? That was the infamous... It looks like a phoenix, but we call it a griffin because we can't call it a phoenix because that's a city we hate. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, even the Fox. Downtown revitalization killed by riots and COVID. Downtown block party weekends with different events, including sand volleyball and the Beach Boys. What was left of them? <laughs> what was that? We had the Beach Boys downtown? I don't remember that. Uh, no bigger oversell, spend, under, deliver than Rio Nuevo. And that's true. If you take it all in its totality. Right? right. And it really hasn't attracted the people down there like it should. Because you know what you know what they don't have? Rio Nuevo has no retail. That's a problem. You just and the the the, the restaurant scene It has no what? Retail. Ah. Shopping. They used to. Some. Well, until they the druggies, the walking dead chase Margot out of downtown, right? Um, the, um, Mona did say Nadine's does have Hamatosh and she's not baking any this year. Thanks for screwing us over, Mona. Um, now, um, so the urban land. They were excellent last year. They were amazing. Amazing. That's why I'm disappointed this year. So urban land Institute was hired by Rio Nuevo. 100 trees, I think. Bring, come in and do a, what's, re, what's downtown need, right? 
And one of the leading parts of that report by the Urban Land Institute has a giant picture of Margot Susco's Hydra on it and saying, we need, you need a lot more of this. I've seen the report. Totally not promoted in public. Not at all. And of course, no one from the news would probably read that and go, oh. But that's so when it comes back to back to the Rio Nuevo discussion, is when you go when you think of downtowns that you enjoy in other cities, right? You're always going shopping. That's just the way it works. Every downtown that I've that I've enjoyed in the past has some sort of shopping element. I'm going to tell you this because let's go right let's go straight to plaid. As you know, Chris hangs out in Yuma more than the average Tucsonan, right? I know it's a bathroom hamburger stop on the way to San Diego for a lot of you. Okay, got it. Yuma, Arizona's downtown has more retail shopping than Tucson's downtown. I've shopped and spent money there in the last year. I know it to be true. And so... Matt, what would be a uh, concern on why someone would not open a retail store in downtown Tucson? Theft. Correct. <laughs> if you were thinking about doing retail downtown, and you and there's this, I don't know if you know this, there's this thing called the internet, and there's a search engine, you could use Google Matt's, Matt and I still use Ask Jeeves. That's the one that we're constantly using here. Okay? Remember that guy? He looked like Richie it's Richie true. Richie Rich's uh, butler. You said you wouldn't tell. But we're using Ask Jeeves all the time here. And Carta. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Woo! That's almost... That's almost well, was, no, that that's almost that. as funny as we have friends that are still using their AOL account. Hashtag the curse. And, uh, of course, some of us are still with their Earthlink accounts, which I still can't believe Earthlink's still a thing. I'm waiting for someone to have a net zero account. Let's just go right for the throat here. But um, if, you, if, all you, if you did anything about, you did any basic research about opening up down uh, down a retail downtown um, store. You would just look at the story on why CVS backed out of moving into the old Chicago store, which is they were afraid of gobs and gobs of retail theft, and it just wasn't worth it. So, um, I go to downtown Colorado Springs. I do shopping. My wife has, there's clothes shopping, uh, there's a comic book store, there's, of course, every good downtown in the West has to have the old world Tibetan imports, right? With the cool scarves and those uh, those singing bowls and all. We don't even have that. I mean, the hippies usually love the old Tibetan stores. We don't even have that. So, uh, so anyway, Rio Nuevo... It's true. Again, you see all the new buildings, but what's the economic activity coming out of that? At best, it's amazingly slow to get. At best, it's amazingly slow to get there. So, 
I was going to do that, then you ran out. So you're <laughs> 718 in the morning. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. Robert, Robert's got a uh, over, over, uh, oversell, underperform uh, classic for us when we come back. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. Satchmo and Oscar Peterson. Here we go. Hey, cool cats. Welcome back to the Wake Up Tucson Jazz Tuesday. Also, Taco Tuesday. And, of course, Taco Tuesday should be celebrated at El Taco Rustico. And for our friends in Marana, I'm sure Ken and Diane will take care of you at La Oya, just north of the Little Abner's place there. 724 in the morning. We're talking about Tucson's, especially the last 14, 15 years there, just, you know, what's our what's our real label as a city, right? And our real label, if you look at our past, we're the oversell, underperforms uh, place. That's what we do. We oversell and underperform all the time, whether it's local government or pro- some of these uh, chamber-esque things or the when we hear public-private partnerships. Really, every public, almost every public-private partnership that they pat themselves on the back as a loser in the end. Right. Instead of just doing the right environment for people to make money and improve themselves, we want to we want to tamper. So, um, yes, sir. they weren't actively fighting actual jobs and free market like uh, private sector jobs. It would be a little bit easier to to have some room for compromise. But yep. I <laughs> let's go to Robert. Uh, he called seven nine zero twenty forty. Looks like he's got an old standby for us. Robert, good morning. Hey, good morning. Good old, old Tucson. That's the last year I worked there before they shut everything down. uh, The balance sheet was negative 900,000. Then these characters come in with their own private money to reopen it and then promptly get ripped off for 300 grand by a production company who wouldn't pay. Now, this is in the last year or two that that happened yes yes so now what what, so it's amazing is so the diamond venture guys get out right of old tucson the county Helene levy Helene levy was the don gave it gave that dog to helene and uh as soon as don kicked the bucket helene did the sensible thing and Got the hell out of it, even with a $1 rent from the county. Now, uh, so then the county puts in millions of dollars into, quote, improving it for the next people to rent it. Right? And these are the, pe- this is the people that run the Durango Railroad and stuff like that. And you're saying that they had a, a production company come in and stiff them on 300 Gs? Yep. So, a lot of people will tell you that you know, in in in, in its current form of what old Tucson is, is too, old Tucson even necessary anymore? Robert, I'll ask you. You used to work there. Does is is old Tucson? Is this really a viable thing anymore? I would be if they put in a roller coaster and a water slide. So I remember. Otherwise, it's just an empty amusement park. So Robert's right. So remember, uh, they paid for 
got to be 15, 20 years ago. Easy. What do we do to maximize old Tucson 12 months a year? And the answer came back to add a water park to it, right? A Western-themed water park in the summer. And, of course, no one wanted anything to do with that, but it would ma- it, it would be smart, right, to do a water park and then maximize May through uh, September? Yeah, uh, I still can't understand how the only water park in Pima County, Breakers, went out of business. I mean, how does that happen? We have the perf- we have the perfect climate for a practically year-round water park. So I would and say I um, maintenance probably was not high on their list. Don't know, and I bet the insurance cost for that place was off the charts. Well, it was insurance, payroll, and stocking the inventory that never really moved. Uh, one other quick. We got about 40 seconds, so. I walked down Speedway past the dorms. Yes. And all those storefronts are empty, except for the Jack in the Box and the dorky Starbucks, which you can only drive through. So you're saying on the south side of Speedway, those bottom of the floor of of those brand new buildings? Basically, yeah. are there that there's a lot of empty store fronts in there. Right. Yep. All right. I'll have to check it yeah. out the next time I'm cruising through. Yeah, and th- that's prime. It's facing Speedway. Doesn't get any better than that. All right. I'll I'll check it out. Robert, thanks for the good call, sir. Have a good day. You bet. Uh, Sarita Mayor Tom Murphy coming up next on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 of the Voice, local news and talk. You know, we haven't taken care of our Duran Duran girls in a while, and I apologize <laughs> for that. And uh, I found this uh, Bossa Nova jazz version of View to a Kill. So Nice. Let's let it breathe just a little bit more. Oh, there we go. There it is. So for Jen and Mary and the crew, there you go. We did Duran Duran on No Joe Jazz Tuesday. Uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, ran into this young man last week at the Arizona uh, Heroes Memorial groundbreaking up in the OV, and that's uh, Mayor Tom Murphy from the town of Sarita. Tom, what's up, buddy? Well, good morning, Chris. It was great seeing you up there, and uh, thanks for calling me a young man. I think I've lost, long lost that. Well, uh, it's all about it's all it's all about spirit. I know some thirty-three-year-olds that have the spirit of a hundred nine-year-old. So. I'm with you. Absolutely. 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 No, it was a great event. Uh, it's a great location uh, for that memorial, um, uh, you know, up in the OV. And uh, it was a wonderful time to see so many people. Yeah, it was like old home week uh, for me. I, I, I saw a bunch of people I hadn't seen for a while. So it was... Uh... No, same with, same with me as well. It was, uh, it was wonderful. And, you know, those are the things I love coming out of the pandemic and we resist during the pandemic. You know, is, is those networking opportunities, those face-to-face interactions and looking people in the eye. You know, I think uh, we missed a lot because of that, but glad we're out of it for sure. We have an idea on a show on the while, which is entirely my fault, being unprofessional radio. So I, I kind of want to start off and where are we, where, where, kind of a little bit of the state of the town of uh, without the rubber chicken lunch uh, for Sarita. Tell us, uh, where you know, where are we at? What's the basics? How many people live in Sarita? What's 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 going on? Let's let's just do the basics. Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's been an interesting ride. You know, the town was only formed in 1994, 
I think we're still about the fifth youngest town in Arizona, and we were formed with 1,800 people, and uh, we're up to 35,000. Um, so we've been, you know, one of the fastest uh, growing uh, communities in Arizona. Not this census, but the previous census, we had grown 790 percent. Uh, the city of Maricopa was the only one that grew faster than us. I bet. And um, yeah, and so you know, we're up at 35,000 people. I think you know. We're one of the, um, you know, top suburbs named uh, recently in the United States. And I think it's because we we concentrate on the foundational, uh, my opinion, roles of government, you know, sort of that uh, Maslow uh, reflection for communities, you know, safety, infrastructure, quality of life, park and rec. Um, Those are the things as myself and my fellow council members concentrate on. I think that served us well over the years. Were you at the beginning uh, in 94 in the incorporation? No, no. um, um, I'm retired Air Force. My uh, wife was still active duty Air Force as a nurse stationed at Davis-Motham. Gotcha. So we came down here in 2003, and, um, you know, it's really been part of, I say we moved here when the town was a toddler, and now we're moving kind of into our teenage years. Uh, young adult years uh, as the growth of a community, um, but it's it's been a fast ride and you know a lot to keep up with. Uh, you know, usually you're dealing with either growing communities or unfortunately shrinking communities. They both have their own set of problems, but I'd rather be part of a growing, a vibrant community and deal with those problems. You know, and I always think about it. You know, because Mayor Ed was you know at the beginning of the Marana days and then Sarita. And, you know, we look at our friends in Vail who tried to incorporate several years ago and didn't happen. You know, both towns, whenever I look at like Sarita and Marana, and there's, I'm sure they were all sold the same fears, right? Cops yes. and you don't have this, you're not going to have enough money. But it always seems like the, the, uh, the, uh, the decision to incorporate seems to be a winner most of the time. Yes, and um, I wasn't the mayor at the time when Vail uh, had their previous incorporation effort, but I have been uh, going out there. Really, the only east-west connector currently from I-19 to I-10 is Sourita Road, and I think a Vail on one end and us on the other end is sort of two strong ends of a barbell, so I go to um, most of their chamber events and uh, those types of things to you know try to help and advise and just give them you know, my thoughts on the advantages of being incorporated, um, you know, the, the good and the bad. Uh, they, I think they're in a much better place than we were in 99, excuse me, 94, when, um, you know, they have a better assessed value, depends on how you draw the uh, town boundaries. And, of course, I work very closely with uh, Mayor Ed. I think he was around, actually, when the wheel was invented. So uh, (laughs) That's only because you have him on more than me, so I had to to poke my friend the bear a little bit. (laughs) So what what is the – when you look at that land that's between Sarita and the Vale Corona area, is that most – you know, who owns that? Is that private land? No, no, for the most part, it's state land, actually. And uh, we've been on a journey many years, probably t- too many, but we're really trying to get focused on it. Um, we, we have a you know, zoning uh, looking at uh, incorporating, hopefully, that, annexing that into our town. Uh, we call it the Salvarita uh, East Aerial Conceptual Plan. So most of it's state land. And, of course, state land wants infrastructure brought to it. And, you know, it's difficult for us to do that unless it's annexed within the town. So we've been having ongoing conversations with state land folks about trying to get that annexed. But we do have two parcels of state land already in our town boundaries. And 
we're working to show them that we're good stewards of the land and try to get it developed. So those are the things that we've been working on. But no, most of it's really um, state land, but we'd like to have that in, in, our, in our inventory. We're only 30 square miles. We're hemmed to the north by the nation, the west by the mines in Green Valley, um, the, the fine Green Valley uh, to the south of us. So really to the east is our only growth potential. And uh, we'd like to control um, what happens out there through multiple efforts over the years. So for me, if, if Vale can get it together and incorporate, right, and you guys start coming together, I have these two good anchors of sanity between Vale, Sarita, and Oral Valley, Moran on either side of the city. And to me, that's the future of Pima County, of those two areas. No, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of the open, other open land, you know, south of the airport, south of Raytheon, um, is, is really that developable land. And, um, you know, you saw the recent announcement of the uh, uh, American Battery Factory uh, coming in south. And, you know, I think we're going to land more than our fair share of residents uh, because of the things that we focus on down here in Sauerita and uh, the quality of life issues. So I think, you know, we're going to uh, we're going to have a lot of residents buying and living down here. Um, our home sales are are still strong. Obviously, it's slowed down a little bit because of, uh, you know, cost, inflation, interest rates. But we have about 2,000 lots, uh, either in tentative or final plat, you know, process. So um, we're, you know, most of our master plan communities are only about half built out. So, um, you know, we have a good story, and I think that's going to continue for the foreseeable future. And I think also, too, right, is uh, we, being a change in the county administrator position, it sounds like Jan is much more supportive of the incorporation annexation world, which is just another yeah. obstacle that was uh, now out of the way of doing such things. Right. And also, I'd say the support of uh, Supervisor Christie. Sure. Um, you know, he, he, he really has, um, you know, been very open and helpful for that process. Um, another, you know, great guy have the pleasure, you know, to work with. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of our town anymore, unfortunately, uh, because of the balancing of growth during the uh, supervisory re- redistricting. But he's always been a really, really st- strong partner uh, with us and always helping us um, in any of these efforts. In Vail, he has Vail as well. So I think he's been very open to that. And, we, and it's been a pleasure working with Jan, you know, over the last uh, few months as well. The... Um you, in the in the before redistricting, you I think you guys had three districts that spiked into your town, right? Yes, we had uh, Steve Christie to the south. A little bit of the west was uh, Sharon Bronson, and then at the time Ramon Valadez um, had the majority of it. Now Supervisor Hines has the vast majority of, of our town. But you know we work with all all folks that will help us, and. Um, uh, you know, probably uh, Supervisor Bronson and Steve have been more communicative and working with us over the recent times. Gotcha. All right. Uh, can you hold on for some commercials, please, sir? Ab- absolutely. All right. We're talking to Mayor Tom Murphy from the town of Saharita. We're doing a little state of the town. What were the the past, the present, and we'll talk a little bit about the future as we move on here. So if you have a question for Mayor Tom, 790-2040, 790-2040. You're on Wake Up Tucson on a no-jo-jazz kind of Tuesday. Wake up, little Brubeck. <laughs> Maybe this should be our new uh, theme song. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> 
This always got stuck in my head, and they used to play it in front of a lot of uh, Turner Classic movies. It used to be their little theme for certain before a movie would play. Little Chet Baker. Matt, I think we need the martinis now. On their way. Thank you, sir. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 10 of The Voice, local news and talk. We had a fun food Friday coming up. We have a double. It's Paloma from uh, Inca's Peruvian, and then third hour, uh, Vero's uh, Italian Bakery is bringing us St. Joseph pastries for St. Joseph Day, which is eight days later. So, uh, stretchy pants again, Matt, after we had Divine Bovine on last Friday. Goodness. We're hanging out with uh, Mayor of Sarita, Tom Murphy. Tom, welcome back, sir. Well, thank you very much. And, you know, the sun is always shining down in Sowery. Oh, look at you. (laughs) You're a good salesman, my man. Um, Tell me about the, um, you know, uh, I'm an Oro Valley guy, and I feel like we're kind of aging up uh, in our population. What's what's the demographics of the population of uh, Sarita? I assume it's younger families with, you know, guys and girls working the border and other places. Absolutely. Our, our average age is uh, 35. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we just, a couple of years ago, we brought in La Posada, uh, active uh, aging place community. Actually, they're going to be expanding up into Oro Valley. And I tease the folks now our average age is 35 and a half because yes. their average age is about 82 Correct. down there. But but it really rounded out our uh, sort of our inventory, housing inventory. So I got, yeah, so you, you guys you guys curved around years. Green Valley and incorporated and, and annexed that, right? And annexed, yes, we did. What was the purpose? Uh, it was just um, well, at the time uh, years ago, they were the county was trying to put a roundabout at the entrance. Oh, I remember um, this. You remember that? <laughs> yes, Dan and Dan Shearer and I school. talked about it forty eight times. Yes, I imagine they did, and they, they were pretty active and. They came to us, La Posada, and they said, you know, we've really been watching you for years. They've been around since the 60s and said, we love what you're doing and we'd love to uh, be part of your town. Would you consider putting a traffic signal in when you have 35-year-olds, 82-year-olds? Green Valley is about 72, all mixing at that. And we said, of course, and because of state-shared revenue, uh, we grew by about 750 residents. So we probably paid that light back in about a year and a half. Gotcha. And added, um, you know, some better safety controls at that intersection, and it's been a really um, good partnership. But yes, we have lots of kids, um, lots of families, a lot of families from Raytheon, Border Patrol, um, the base, um, Davis Motham, uh, U of A. Uh, you know, just you know, a lot of a lot of folks are, are average. You know, medium salary income, household income is probably eighty five, ninety thousand, probably next to the foothills. Uh, for that so you know we're in a really good place um as a guy who's coached a few games down there uh soccer games and stuff what's what's the what's the parks and rec situation because that's always something that you know is that something uh that you're programming a lot is there any growth coming up in the park world yes yes no and that's exactly right when you have lots of kids um, I love green grass, whether it's in our, you know, parks Thank or Jesus. our dog, our, our dog park. <laughs> so we're very part of that. You know, I tell you what, when you have to take down a dog park for overseeding, um, you know how much folks love their animals. Um, so we're trying to grow that inventory. Well, so, we so Oro Valley stopped overseeding, right? And so what happens is I just have desert wastelands of it's like a it's like a valley fever nightmare because of the dust that gets kicked up all the time. So. Keep growing right. the grass. No, that, yeah, no, we keep we keep growing the grass. Uh, we just had a uh, uh, capital improvement project discussion last night at our uh, town council meeting because 
always the needs um, outstrip the revenue for the most part. But, um, you know, we're prioritizing our, our capital needs and parks as a lighted fields, you know, green grass, uh, the inventory of it um, is always a challenge. But those are the fun challenges that we like working on. And, you know, we're moving in a really positive direction. There's a parcel that was an old um, part of it was an old smelter site. We have a close relationship with Freeport McMoran. They've been a great partner of ours for years. So they're capping a little piece of it. And, we're having conversations to take the balance of it uh, for about 80 plus acres to be used uh, for park and rec facilities. Twin Buttes, another uh, road down in our town, we picked up a parcel uh, down there um, that my desire, we'd lo- I'd love to have a shooting range um, down here where the police could, you know, train uh-huh. up, you know, a couple of days during the week and the community could use it um, during the rest of the time. So that was the discussion last night. Man, so, shooting range would be amazing. It would be. Um, a lot of folks have to go out into the BLM land or, you know, up north. And I think our, our officers, for the most part, travel up to Marana. And um, I can't have that uh, with Mayor Ahead. I've got to have them down here. So we've been promoting, you know, uh, th- those kinds of efforts. So really just trying to meet the needs of the community. We just did a uh, uh, citizen survey not too long ago, had really uh, positive results, um, especially number one, uh, they support our police department and feel safe within our community. I think the number was above ninety percent uh, from that citizen survey. And hey, I, I got a quick, those. I got a quick grass question for you. Are you overseeding your parks in the in the winter? Yes. Yeah, we have. Um, God bless uh, you. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I know we we certainly are doing the dog parks. Um, I'm pretty sure we're doing the the rec parks. I'll have to double check on that, but. We're always watching for it to, uh, you know, be well utilized and resting them when we can. That's the challenge: is taking them down to rest and overseed. So, always, it's um, so it's every 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 uh, uh, the city of Tucson, and I've had this discussion forever. Right? It's like you have to say no to your to your citizens that you can't use this field for two or three weeks, so we can get yes. it back up to snuff. That's this life. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and you know, because especially with the the soils and the dry soils down here, if you don't rest them at some point, uh, the grass dies, becomes really compact, and then it's really tough to grow it. But no, it's when you're taking away some of those amenities, even for a day, a week, or two weeks, it's it's a challenge uh, to say no to the citizens on occasion. So a, a Sarita part on the economic development side that has been much discussion from a couple of your citizens and Dan when he's on is this Samtech thing. Right. Yes. Yep. Is, so we the advanced manufacturing. Is this something that is you would consider a success? It's just slow oh. to getting where you think it's going to be. Well, no. We well, it's thirty-two thousand square feet. We have twenty-seven thousand of the thirty-two leased up between two companies, uh, Steel Jupiter, uh, which is a manufacturer coating uh, process for air filters and masks and those types of things. Uh, is, 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 was that a COVID-derived company? No, no, I don't think so. I think it was just um, overall. I mean, certainly COVID will be a piece of that, but it was really more of, you know, whether it's flu or whatever else it might be, um, they came up with this unique blend of chemicals to capture up to 99.9% in uh, power photonics. Uh, they are they were based out of Scotland, and they work with the defense industry. It's a it's a wafer 
Oh, it's even hard to describe. It's a wafer lens that can build, bend lasers and such. And they work with the defense industry to a very uh, high degree. And they needed a U.S. presence. They were out of Edinburgh. And uh, we are their North American headquarters now. So how did so what's what's the benefit for the town in the end, right? Because when you look, so basically you guys went into kind of the tenant business, right? Yes, yes. yes. All right. So we really did it to prime the pump. Um, that was sort of our thought process. There was a because at the time Freeport was going to be, you know, throttling down a little bit. Uh, it was a unique opportunity, timing wise, to partner with the uh, EDA, the federal government. So they put in three million. We put in one. Uh, we're at market rate uh, for our our lease, and um, you know we landed these two companies. Their average salary is about eighty five thousand uh, dollars, and again we have twenty seven thousand of the thirty two leased up, and we hope that will help generate um, the, the other industries to come in and uh, you know buy additional land. We already have a manufacturer inventor that really showed us the way. Uh, Tony Mulligan a U of A grad with hydronaulics. They do a uh, autonomous water rescue device as well as working with the Marines. Uh, they tested our lake uh, in town and that really showed us that during the great recession, we identified a lot of tax leakage out of our town uh, because really we're known as a bedroom community with home sales and we really needed to be more diversified. So having hydronaulics, still Jupiter, power photonics, Northwest Hospital is in, so really trying to create uh, more of a workforce environment, plus expanding our retail uh, portfolio to keep our local sales taxes uh, in our town. Uh, We don't charge for a business license, we don't have impact fees, and we don't have a property tax. So we're really reliant on growth and local taxes. All right, my one last question before we run out of time. What is a good Sarita event coming up in the next 30 days that the Wakey should be aware of? We got about we got about a minute. Okay, uh, it is Fiesta Salarita, which is our annual birthday celebration. It's April fifteenth. Uh, runs from two to eight. We usually have about ten thousand people that show up. And the unique one is we're closing out this show. I've never seen this before, but it's a uh, drone show where they at night they're lit up and going to have a, a really great time. Awesome. And where's that happening at? Uh, NMX Park one of our main parks down uh, off of south of Duval, excuse me, south of Sourita Road. All right, we'll talk again before that, but uh, thanks for the uh, time and the info as always, Mayor. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for considering having me on. I appreciate it very much. You too. Have a good day, sir. You too. Bye-bye. Mayor Tom Murphy from Saharita. We come back. I want to play the Tucker Carlson piece and then Carrie Lake a video at uh, CPAC where she says they're paying her to get out of the races of all time or something. I don't know.